Welcome to another episode of the Field of 68 Best Bet Show presented by Bet Rivers, the three-man weave. Back again, here we are. And Jim and I, ha, Jim and I, that's a constellation. Jim that's and good. I are wearing the exact same shirt. Go Tigers! That's right. Missouri Tigers, our alma mater. They're playing today against Florida. We'll talk about that day a little day bit ball. later. Dayball. Dayball. Friend of the night. Man, something like that. Field of, uh, always sunny. Jim. <laughs> Takeaways from yesterday, an awesome slate. Wow, so many great games. What do you see in particular? Yeah, I have a feeling I'm probably swiping Matt's takeaway, so I apologize, Matthias, but it's basically that genuinely awesome college hoop atmospheres are the best. We had two of maybe the best you'll ever see last night with Texas Tech and Auburn hosting big-time rivals, very emotionally charged games, particularly in Lubbock. It was fantastic. It really it made me long to go see a, a great atmosphere, and I'm hoping I get one tomorrow night in Tucson, Kai. So it, it basically seduced – I was seduced by college hoops last night. Such a great seductress, Jim. Uh, and, yes, for fans <laughs> yes. in the stands, was- oh, what, a, what a lovely sight that was. I, here's my takeaway, kind of an odd nitpick. Um, I'm looking at the Mountain West a little more closely this morning, Kai, and there wasn't like a ton of big-time action in that, in that league last night. Uh, Utah State Air Force – and uh yeah, the air troops got pounded and troops got pounded and so did san jose state the upper end of that league it's not as inequitable as we saw last season where it was like the bottom teams were really bad and the top teams were really good but you look at the Kempom ranks at boise state utah state fresno san diego state I mean, this team is like on the verge of having five six top 50 teams with boise's now inside the top 30 utah state's up to 33 there's been a lot of blowouts within conference. I wonder how that's sort of skewing the analytic um, numerical rankings there. And then thus our just perception of these teams, but I, the mountain West is pretty top heavy. Um, and it's just been pretty impressive to be honest. I know it's been a lot of parody in that league, but in general, I like, I like all these teams. Utah state has nine losses in this 33rd in the country. 33rd, like that's, yeah. that's, that's like Penn state, Matt. That's, that's what they do. I guess uh, my, so- the better point, Jim is I think they're really good, but my skeptical eye is raised. Mm, I can't really do a good like I raise like that. Can you guys do that? <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Uh, Auburn, fantastic! Wow, killed uh, killed Alabama. Great game. Kansas beat Iowa State without Akbaji yeah. in the lineup. Also impressive. Um, talk about UNC real quick. Wow, uh, <laughs> holy ref show at the end of the game. Baycott flop called a technical foul, and then a controversial call on a rebound as well. Hey, uh, I wasn't on the other side, but if I was a Louisville backer, I'm a little bit angry about that game, or a Louisville fan. Hey, Pat Taylor, shots to our guy. That's right. How do people Uh, win games in overtime? How do people cover games in overtime? Never understand it. (laughs) Teach us, Pat. Been a rough overtime year for the week. All right, let's get into the slate here. Lots to talk about. Villanova at Marquette leads our show off. Matthew, Villanova revenge time. They lost to Marquette uh, earlier in the season. Marquette, we know, is tough at Pfizer and in general, but I was surprised to see they're only six and six against the spread at home, three and two as a home dog. Who do you like in this one? About a four and a half point spread. Yeah, actually, I kind of lean toward Marquette, to be honest, even though it's a weird spot, obviously, with Villanova coming back to the Midwest with that revenge on top of mind. My bigger take, Jim, is under. I think there's a, um, I think Villanova's pace. Okay, just take it, Jim. Take it away. No, you, you, you tell it and I'll just reinforce it. It's a great bet. I mean, I think Jim will give the better points, but Villanova controlled the tempo in that first game. In general, throughout Big East play, they've been controlling it to their liking. You could argue there's some shooting regression coming in their favor, which would which may not play well for the over or the under, I guess, in this scenario. 
But again, Marquette's hyper-fast offensive tempo has inflated their totals components. Um, I think both teams are just built to defend what the, what the other does on offense, and the first matchup will look more like this one as opposed to teams will adjust on offense and we'll see more of an opening up of this game. Um, I, I think we see a carbon copy of that first matchup. Ugly, low-scoring, slow-paced. Yeah, Villanova's a really tough team to speed up. Like they, They're just too disciplined, they're too experienced, they're, they're too well-coached. And Marquette's playing like a full second slower on offense in, in conference play than that. So I, I think they have actually become a pretty decent under team because they're, they're not playing up to the same frenetic pace that they had in non-conference play. Um, lately, it's been really slow. Like you mentioned, 61 possessions in the first game, only 111 yeah. points. Love the under. Um, and I'm dueling towards Villanova too. Kai, the shooting splits in that first game, Marquette 45% from three, including the game winner. Villanova just 25%. That is pretty rare to see at the pavilion where Villanova gets outshot that badly. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards Villanova. Can't really lay it at the, at the current price, but under 133 is one of my best bets. Starting out, this is a, a late tip, so starting starting early on the, on the outline, but late in the night. Um, yeah. Kai, to your point on the home dog thing, uh, Shaka's 6-1 and one against the spread as a road dog, but not as strong at home as a home dog. So I was surprised yeah, by that split as well. I was too. My perception was they were just super strong at home this year uh, against the spread. I, I do think Marquette's value is nearing its peak. If it's not already there or, or even a little bit past it, uh, terrific do- job this season, but I think they're flying a little bit too high. Nova off the revenge, obviously much better than their number 12 AP ranking and maybe even their number seven Ken Palm ranking. So uh, I am leaning towards Villanova only slightly. I like your undertake. Good job, Thanks. Jim. Game two, Wisconsin at Illinois, a battle for first place in the Big Ten Jim Curbelo rumored to play. Don't know if that's good or bad. Don't know what your opinion on it is, but Brad Underwood, Jim likes Trent Frazier's chances against Johnny Davis. Is that right? Sure does. He has gone on many a, a rant. R E Trent's defensive ability. Shout out to our, our uh, buddy Coy DePratt for pointing those out to me and, and sending them to me. I, I didn't realize how passionate Underwood was about that, but he's talked about like the box scores for opponents and, and how, poorly the, the the opposing star has been when they play against Frazier. So we're going to see that ultimate test tonight. against probably the national player of the year front runner in Davis. I don't know, Matt, it, Wisconsin had won and covered seven straight in Champaign before last season when Illinois finally got some retribution one by 15. I, I was kind of coming into this with the perception. Oh, Wisconsin is a dog. I like that. Now they're getting a touchdown up to seven, but I, I'm kind of coming back around the other way where Illinois, I, I think is, has some edges um, and the numbers is a little bit short for Wisconsin, how they've been outperforming analytical rankings. So what, what do you think? I'm torn here. I'm extremely torn too. Just, I mean, looking at Kofi being his usual dominant self last game. Um, I just think that opens up the full potential of this Illinois offense, which basically got by not with smoke and mirrors, but with really hot shooting in his absence, we've seen the offense regress as shots have not fallen. So I think Kofi's return is perfect. Um, just given the fact that those shots, Grandison, uh, Plummer, Frazier, they were Walsh shooting like what, 50 million percent from three. Those are starting to kind of come back down to earth. So Kofi gives them some, uh, some stability. There's some balance, right. And Wisconsin defending Kofi to me is the key matchup here. Not the Davis thing. I'm more worried about how they're going to defend him up front. Kai, they'll, probably double gym. I think that's kind of a Wisconsin staple. So then can the Illinois shooters convert? Um, if we see the shooting that was at play December, then Illinois, I think can blow them out at home. But if the shots aren't falling and Davis can, you know, basically do his matchup, you know, agnostic of matchup defender, 30 points, highly efficient, then Wisconsin probably keeps it close, but yeah, I'm with Jim torn, very torn. 
Yeah, Kofi should be fine. <clears throat> uh, Badger's tough. Team defense. Crowell needs to be more physical. He's big. He's seven feet tall, but not doesn't have the strength quite uh, that Kofi does. You're going to see a lot of Johnny Davis post-ups, I think, against Frazier. Um, guard really hammered the post uh, early and often against Minnesota. Uh, I, I'm not sure they can do that <clears throat> anywhere else besides Davis. Clearly, there's not going to be an advantage for Wall or, uh, or Crowell inside in this game. Um, it'll be interesting. I think it's too many points, a little bit, just a little bit. Seven points seems like a lot. This Wisconsin team's really come together nicely. Tons of chemistry on that roster. Um, so I'd probably lean towards the Badgers, um, though officials stay away from me. I think wall post-ups could work, right? Against Grandison. It's not. Against the non-Kofi forward. Yeah. Yeah. He's very very good. He's very good. Yeah. He's almost all the way healthy. I think he's still lingering just a little bit, but he's almost there. Uh, All right. Next game, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Big 12 matchup here. Matt, I lean OSU, but I don't trust him. Uh, K-State, not a great home favorite. Two, five, and one against the spread in this one. Do you have a side? Ah, uh, torn as well. Got a lot of fence riding for me today. Three straight losses for the Pokes without Bryce Anderson, who I believe could play tonight. I think he's a pretty key piece. I know they have depth, but uh, the, the offense has really been sluggish without his his dynamism there in the backcourt. But yeah, K-State at home, just short spread. Um, it, it feels like this is the peak of Kansas State's value. So I'm not endorsing a sell high. Um, but it feels like a weird time to all of a sudden come in and back Kate State here, K State here, Jim. I, I, so all that said, I'd probably lean Oklahoma State, but uh, nothing strong. Yeah, Oklahoma State's won four straight outright in this matchup, which surprised me a little bit. Uh, but Kansas State has struggled with injuries the last couple of seasons, so that is that is part of it. Um, I do kind of lean Kansas State at home here, but laying a bunch of points with them is is concerning. They're they're just kind of a weird slight anomaly in the big 12 where they can actually spread you out with shooting. Like they, they can play four out because of Masu and playing Mark Smith at small ball four that actually really helps space the floor. And I think you need to against Oklahoma state Kai. It's a really compact defense. They'll throw some weird matchup zone looks at you. Um, so I kind of lean towards Kansas state here. They actually have at large hopes, whereas, you know, Oklahoma state is completely out of that running, but maybe that means, you know, regular season means more for Oklahoma state. So I, yeah. again, a little bit torn here, <laughs> lean towards Kansas state concern on the glass for the purple kittens. Kai, uh, you look at their offensive, sorry, defensive rebounding rates. It's been way, way worse in big 12 yep. play. I think they got away with that small ball lineup, Jim in non-con and it's come back to bite them defensively. Now I think they've made up for it with their offensive efficiency, the way they can spread people out, but that's an Avenue for Oklahoma state to score tonight. Just crash play volleyball. I think it's the only Avenue that uh, free throws and it's fair yeah. boards. The only Avenue their offense is terrible. Um, K state best ball handling team in the league this year should help against the number one turnover rate defense in the league. OSU is giving up the highest percentage of points from three in the conference. K-State is scoring the highest percentage of points from three in the conference. A couple of good match bangles, I think, for K-State. Um, like I said, number, I lean Oklahoma State. I think gut and matchup-wise, I lean towards K-State. Next game, Purdue at Minnesota, the barn. Jim, just initial thoughts here. Double digits is a lot of points at the barn, but... Like the Terps, there are a few big teams that aren't doing well at home against the spread, and Minnesota's one of them. They're three and seven against the spread of the barn this year. Another shocking statistic. What do you think? Yeah, Minnesota's like big strength this year is they slow everything to a grinding halt and kind of just hang around. And that's less important at home. And if they're getting basically, you know, six or seven less points on a spread than they would on the road, that's a little bit disadvantageous for them. I mean, just looking at this, Matt, on paper, the talent edge is so massively so over- overwhelming for Purdue. 
Uh, the size edge is huge for them. Uh, depth, everything. I mean, like there, there's almost everything on paper just points straight at the boilers, but I, Minnesota can be a little bit feisty. So that, that's scaring me off a little bit. And the number is probably higher than I, than I would make it. So I'm leaning towards Purdue just because of all like the, the talent size edges. And I think they can completely dominate the paint in this one, even with Curry back. I think he's still a little limpy, uh, yep. gimpy for, for Minnesota, but the number is enough to scare me off here. Yeah, right. I just respect Ben Johnson, especially catching this many points, despite all the pretty stark talent size edges that you mentioned, Jim. I mean, Kofi murdered Minnesota up front. Like that's that's can, the game that I think I feel like is the the comparison. Right. Like that's the the blueprint for Purdue, which has like two Kofis. I mean, I'm obviously I'm making a stretcher, but you see what I'm saying. No matter how much Ben Johnson schemes and tries to devise a game plan to shut off Purdue's interior scoring, Kofi proved he was immune to it and i gotta think Edie and williams especially you know they're probably better passers especially williams out of the post i think there's just opens up a world of um you know inside out catch and shoot kicks for purdue everything sets up for purdue kai the only thing for minnesota is like i said we respect ben johnson and this is now their second game where they have all their players back so maybe they're a little bit more yep. at full strength quote unquote uh, i respect the hell out of him they were never <clears throat> never out of cover range one time at the Cole center when i when i was there willis is underrated battles underrated stevens is underrated they, they all play well together, and Ben Johnson, he's really won me over. Uh, Eric Curry, though, if he gets in foul trouble, which I think he will, Purdue's going to eviscerate them. It's, it's, he's the only thing holding their interior together. When he's off the floor, Purdue's going to absolutely destroy them. And he can't really – he can shoot out to like 15, 17 feet, but he's not taking threes. He's not pulling the bigs away from the basket. Um, and it's the best offensive rebound team in the Big Ten versus the second worst. The matchup angles are too much for me to take Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota will put Edie in ball screens. I guess they run a ton of that with Willis and Moe, but I don't think that's enough to keep up. Yeah. Uh, chat mob round one. I think Matt's been rounding them up. What do you got, buddy? Yeah. In the process. Hey, let's start off with your Mizzou Tigers. Let's do that. Made a little matinee. Uh, Jim, right side up flag. Mizzou no longer a dumpster fire. Just sort of a annoying thorn in the side of SEC opponents, I guess, at this point in random spots. What do you make of this matchup? Yeah, Kwanzo's finally realized that, oh, I don't have the roster to run up and down and play transition in 70-plus possessions. He's starting to grind it out way more, um, and I think that helps them favorably as a dog. And Kai, I think we like the total as well. We do. It's my best bet. Florida, Mizzou, under, under 135. Yeah, uh, like Jim said, Mizzou's playing a lot slower in conference play, smartly. Job counts on Martin. It's also a sleepy tip time. This game got moved up due to the impending snow in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, I, I think it, it's, it has a better chance to be a little sleepier for both teams. Uh, and also still no Castleton. I don't think for Florida, yep, he would have dominated this matchup. Castleton would have taken Mizzou to the woodshed. Um, so I think him being out actually helps the under here. So Mizzou under 135. It's 134 and a half at Bet Rivers. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm seeing 135. Hit refresh. Tell me what you see. In, in Michigan. I got oh. 135. Jim, what are you looking oh, at? What book? Interesting. I'm looking at the, the Arizona version. Do they have They're usually always numbers? aligned, aren't they? Uh, I guess they shade they shade for locality biases, I think, occasionally, but that's odd. Uh, my <laughs> sense is 135 in Arizona, too. Well, whatever. Uh, 135 or 134 and a half, your choice. Um, drive take, to, drive to Michigan and then take the 135. Yeah, if you're in Arizona, head on. Perhaps catch a flight. Whatever. It's close enough. Under uh, best bet, Matt. Back to you. Love it. Agree. Yeah, I think Mizzou's uh, high-scoring games have been kind of fluky, in my opinion. But um, we'll see. Maybe they actually can make shots now. Not really buying that. Tooch! Got a little twofer for us. Um, 
Clemson, Florida State, and George Washington at LaSalle. Clemson, Florida State's on the outline. We'll get to that later. Uh, G. Wash, LaSalle. I saw both of you take Mahai Colonials, and I was a little bit kind of, I felt left out, Jim. That's sort of my pet team. They've been more feisty in conference play. They got Ricky Lindo back last game, and the Explorers are ironically lost right now so what are you looking <laughs> yeah, at yeah well that's your issue is you like LaSalle too much and I do you shouldn't uh, I don't to, like LaSalle to, I guess I just don't think they're as bad as the market per se well, which is dumb are. uh credit to uh, my, my buddy Jared Smith at picks wise he I, I didn't realize this LaSalle hasn't won away from Philadelphia yet this season uh, going on the road to oh, wow. a team that is healthier with George Washington I, I lean that way they're a really hard team to trust and I can definitely envision myself that 5 p.m. Pacific being like, why did I trust this Jamie and Christian led team that is maddening all the time? But I do lean that way. Um, Kai, a lot of people asking about East Carolina Temple. I know Jim has a stronger opinion no, on I this don't. game. I do you not don't? have a strong take on this game. <laughs> okay, Kai, well, let, manufacture a strong take in profound fashion here on this one. Temple's been ironically better without Jake Forrester in the lineup. So that makes no sense. East Carolina has not had Suggs in the lineup for a couple of games. I don't know if he's coming back or not. I kind of lean ECU at home here. I think they lost the first matchup. Um, it's a little review, re- revenge angle in that sense, but I got nothing strong, Matthew. Yeah, I lean yeah. towards ECU, but not strong. I, I, you can't trust that team the way they're playing right now. Yeah, I think Suggs matters. The chat mob was like all in on ECU, like really hyped to fade Temple, which sounds fun, but Temple's been surprisingly good relative to my expectations, and ECU I think needs Suggs. So I would check on his availability before you go Hamilton on that game. Uh, Tim Kafer, Rhode Island Fordham, a little best bet spoiler here for me. I like the Rams. Fordham's just not a good team, guys. It's what we liked about Fordham initially, Jim, is that they had like this coat of paint with new players like, Quisenberry and Antonio Day, two fun guards to lead the Kyle Neptune's offense. Now without Day, you look at that roster, it's like, oh, it's a lot of those old Fordham guys that I really didn't like. So it's like you're removing the paint. You see the old, crusted, rusty car, you know, circa 2005. It just it looks like old Fordham, Kai. That's all I'm trying to say. It's yes. not a good team. I think Rhode Island's been fairly impressive in spots the last few weeks. Uh, I thought competing with Dayton was... Uh, caught my eye. Dayton's a team I'm very high on. Can't score, can't make free throws. I'm sure they're going to miss huge free throws down the stretch to screw us here, but um, let's pray for that not to happen. So, Rody, so minus five. Rody, minus five. Best bet for Matt. Great. Boom. Fantastic. More, more chat mob. Do you have any more? We do. Ryder Bromowitz, Loyola, Chicago, Illinois State. Kyle this, was Ta- this is Pat Taylor's lock, by the way. This is yeah. Pat Taylor's going, lock, going and he's 4-0. riding a 3 0 streak, maybe going for 4 0. So, I don't know if we need to break it down because that sort of sums it up right there. I think it's basically a done deal, but Kai, if you had to add something to this analysis, what would you add? Yeah, I think it's a great bounce back spot for Loyola. I, I don't think Illinois state is that good without side Chapman. They just got blown up by you and I that flute cover against Drake, whatever. Um, this is their third game without him. Now I think it catches up, especially against a really good team like Loyola. So I'd lean that way as well. Yeah. I'd be a little concerned about look ahead to the revenge Missouri state spot this weekend, yeah. but they're coming off a loss. I don't think they're going to sleepwalk after a loss. Uh, don't hate that. Uh, should we go to the extra? Let's go to some extras real quick here. Um, Ryan then asked about Binghamton, Stony Brook. Still pretty annoyed that Stony Brook blew that lead in Binghamton. So perhaps mm-hmm. revenge spot here. I'm going to probably kick myself for not taking Stony again. Jim, did you hop on Stony this, this time? I did not. Uh, I just think Binghamton's a lot feistier than I gave him credit for. And Stony Brook, I, maybe they're angry finding out about their postseason ban today. That could be. Uh, an extra motivational edge and they take it out on Binghamton. 
Um, but not enough for me to, to back the Seawolves here. Kai, how about UNCA Longwood? A lot of big South action tonight. Longwood's basically invincible at this point. Um, is yeah. this any sort of a potential letdown, sleepy spot after their big win over Winthrop? I just think they're really good. I'm not trying to get in line I, that steam. Yeah, my numbers said take Asheville at plus two, but I re- I politely said no, thank you. Number no, I'm gonna, no, no. I'm gonna step away and and get out of Longwood's way for the time being. Um, no, I don't want to fade that team currently. This this kind of one that I I think maybe this is where Longwood trips up, but we'll see. I, I'm with Jen there, but I'm always trying to play the stupid contrarian against the grain thing, and that worked out terribly last night for old Matthew. A um, couple more here real quickly. Gardner-Webb high point, Jim. Speaking of big south action, Gardner-Webb, one of those you know, top dogs, Winthrop, Campbell, uh, trying to catch, catch up, keep pace with Longwood. Although I kind of like high point. Thoughts? Eh, high point is a big shrug for me. I think they're the smack dab in the middle of the big, 12, or the big south standings. That's where they belong. Uh, Garner Webb, it's been bet up a little bit. I think it opened pick and Garner Webb now like a two point favorite. I lean that way too, kind of with the steam. Um, I like the running bulldogs. They're just better. Oh, hey, there's some main board questions I did miss. I'll just save them for the latter half. Kai, just take one of these last two big South matchups, Hampton, USC upstate, or I'll take that one. Matt. Okay, Jim, take it. And then Kai, you're getting the blue hose versus the camels. Okay. Upstate's one of my best bets, Matthew. So that's why I figured I would field that. Oh, that's one. Right, you did a two for today. Yeah. Take uh, upstate minus three. That's what I was seeing at bet rivers. This is definitely not one that like preseason. My numbers would have absolutely rejected this. They would have said, you got to bet Hampton, you loser, but upstate has been absolutely <laughs> on fire right now. And unlike Matt, I'm not trying to like zig super hard against teams that are trending way up. Upstate's been, like I said, they, they've been a, a torch in conference play. They're shooting like 45% from deep opponents are shooting 27%. So if you really buy a regression, I think Hampton is probably the bet, but this is very uh, a lot like Wilmington, Kai. My Wilmington best bet a couple of days ago. Upstate is really, really rolling right now, and I, I'm, I'm not getting in the way of that in, in a short spread. Yeah. Uh, as far as Presbyterian goes, Matt, um, I kind of lean Campbell on the opener. Now, three and a half for some places. I'm leaning Presbyterian. It's a super athletic team at home, can keep games close, keep them to a grind. Campbell's not going to try to run uh, at all in this game, so I think low scoring favors the Blue Hose. Agree. All right, back to outline. Back to outline we go. To the ACC we go. Notre Dame at Miami, Florida. Should we keep riding the Canes, Jim? I kind of say why not. Uh, the only hope is Miami needs to get out on shooters. They've allowed the 11th, excuse me, they rank 11th in three-point attempt rate allowed, so bad. And that's Notre Dame's game. Number one, three-point attempt rate, third and three-point percentage in ACC play. Do you have a side in this one? No side. Um, I, I sort of lean towards Miami, Florida. I, I had a, and a Notre Dame buddy of mine texts me that he, he thinks maybe they're running out of gas a little bit. They're very thin. They only go seven deep. Just played a really tough Blue Devils team on Monday. Now they got the second game in a week. Miami did not have to play the, the early week game. So a little bit of an edge there for the Canes. I kind of like the under. I think Notre Dame is really going to try to slow things down because of that, that uh, lack of depth. Uh, and Miami hasn't been as much of a fireball lately, but it's not really a strong take, Matthias. If I had to bet something, it'd be the under, but I'm not hammering this game by any means. Yeah, I think I'd lean that way. Just a tough spot for Notre Dame. They were remote, you know, coming off the emotionally charged game against Duke. Duke just completely overwhelmed. They just weren't ready for that level of athlete. Miami, more in their weight class. Spread feels pretty sharp to me, Kai. I don't really see a ton of 
value on either side or total. I think I do agree with Jim though. If there is a play probably go under, I could argue there's some shooting regression for both sides here. Yeah. Everything on Miami is, is this sustainable? Is this sustainable? They've been scorching in league play from deep. Notre Dame's defense has been actually so-so relatively speaking in the ACC. They've been better, um, but they're not very good on the road. They're, they're a worse road team. than They are home team. Um, yeah, it, it's a total back and forth here. I'm staying away personally. Uh, and then we move to the next game. A-10, Dayton at VCU. Matt, VCU needs this to keep their tourney hopes, their A-10 title hopes alive. Game one was ugly, 60 mm-hmm. possessions. VCU won 53-52. to 52. That's a real score. 105 points in that game. Any edge here for VCU or Dayton? Kind of a torn again. Uh, the Dayton guards, young, backcourt. I believe Elijah Weaver is out tonight, but I think I was worried about them in this first matchup handling VCU's pressure. Only turned over 15 times. That's not an outrageous number. I think the turnover rate was relatively... In a 60-possession game, that's, that's too many. What was the turnover? I, was it, I thought it was like mid-teens. Maybe I had that wrong. Yeah, that's so if it's, like I think it was high teens or 20. Right? Was it that high? Okay, well, that's not... I guess I must have glossed over yeah, the possession. Tw- 25% turnover rate. Not great. Okay, did not watch that game, so I'm glad we uh, adjusted that. That's a problem, and I think they're going to have the same pressure issues tonight, especially without Weaver in there. Um, I watched Dayton against Rhode Island. They struggled to get into their offense. I think that team without bona fide shooting tends to cramp around those bigs inside, Jim, and that can really bog down that offense. Now, VCU has their own offensive issues, um, but I certainly lean uh, VCU here. Yeah, VCU won on the road without Stockard or none. Uh, That's two, like – almost full-time starters. That was pretty impressive. It was very much a coin flip late. Ace Baldwin hit a pull-up three that kind of pushed them over the edge. Otherwise, it was definitely a coin flip. I, Kai, I twisted myself into a pretzel trying to figure out the total here. Ken Palm has us at 114 points. Last game closed 124 and landed 105. And now we're sitting at 121 and a half. So I, I'm I'm leaning towards the under with two teams that are just way better defensively than they are offensively, but yeah, the the total being lower than last game closed at, and uh, just some of the weirdness around that has me staying away. I think VCU is better, but I don't love laying points with that offense. Yeah, you're right. Getting Stockard and Nunn back throughout that game, although Stockard didn't play, he played like six minutes last game. Maybe check the lineup on that one. Uh, Nunn back for sure, though. I think uh, Ace Baldwin. I think will have a field day with the Dayton guards. He only had one steal in the first matchup, but I, I think he'll what well, he gets like eight steals a game. Anyways, he, he's incredible. I sort of lean towards VCU at minus four and a half, nothing strong. And yes, we do have a Valley game on the rundown. It's Bradley. It's Northern Iowa, Matt. We grew up in the Valley. We grew up in St. Arch Louis. madness, arch madness, arch madness. Bradley's really good. They've won and covered four straight, but Northern Iowa had a nice bounce back against Illinois state. My opinion, Matthew, and you can throw this back in my face. Bradley is peak value right now. I don't buy that they're better than Northern Iowa, which is where they rank currently in Kempom. Man, I think you're right. I've been a big Bradley believer, and I've just sat by and picked my nose while they've rattled off a lot of good wins, and I've made no covered returns six on of that. Seven. Yeah. So great! I think I bet one of those games. Woo, go Matt! <laughs> um, very frustrating for me. Yeah, they've been great despite not having just Sean Henry, who we thought was kind of holding them back, an offense that didn't really have like a uh, standout score. I thought that. I thought Henry was really holding them back. I thought they needed that kind of piece. They didn't really have a proven Oh, score. I thought you were saying that when he's on the court, he holds them back. I was like, oh, wow. no, no, no. I, w- I was waiting for him to return. I think that's okay. part of the reason why I haven't been backing them. But 
I mean, no one's playing like a freaking NBA prospect at this point. And then they have these big guys who are really evolving with mask and uh, Leon's up front. Lots of like about this Bradley team, Kai. I do think it's a short spread and a good spot for the Panthers. If you're going to bet a side, I think that's the right one. You met Roberts, Terry Roberts. Roberts, not Nolan. Yeah. Yes, I confused the, the Bradley. Used to play for Bradley. Yes. That's right. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a little too short. Um, Bradley has been a, a complete missile in, in league play lately. Their only non-cover was the collapse against rival Illinois State on the road. Like they were up, I think, 15 or something in that game. And they've covered every other their last seven. So this is almost going against my USC upstate take. Uh, so I guess I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, Kai. But I do like the Purple Panthers. I think at home they're going to knock down some shots. Austin Fife is playing a little bit more at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're coming off that really strong, solid performance against uh, Illinois State. So lean towards Northern Iowa there, but spooked by Bradley lately. Yeah, Bradley's best uh, offensive rebounding team in the conference by rate but you and I is the best defensive rebounding team by rate. I think that really offsets them nicely strength for strength. The other end, you and I more talented players. Um, I do like them more at home. Uh, Terry Roberts, Matt, I'll give that an exception. He is quite talented, but I think overall you and I, I'll take their, their, their crop Uh, Bradley four and one against spread as a way dog. You and I three and six against the spread as a home fave. I don't love that, but I still like the Panthers in this one. It's gotten up there minus four and a half might be a tinge high, but lean that way. Leones is the key. He's one in nine his last nine attempts from downtown, but he had pretty good games inside the arc against this kind of pack line-ish defense. I think he gets a lot of pick and pop akin to a banner's dominance of Texas last night. That's my parallel there. Is he going to brick them all in the way O'Banner Yeah, did? what the hell was that about? God, it's not a single Sorry, smooth on Texas plus six. Like, a little yeah. annoying. Right, like the the wedgie stick, the uh, crap. The front rim bounce crap. over. Yeah. And finally... Yeah. The last game in the rundown before chat mob and more best bets. Also a reminder, hit that like button. If you don't mind, just, just hit that little like button with your mouse or your keyboard, whatever, whatever instrument you use. Click, click, click the like. All right, great. Thanks a lot. Florida state at Clemson, Jim, if Caleb Mills and Raekwon Evans are in, I like Florida state. If they're out, I'm probably staying away from this game. Yeah, because they already don't have Osborne. I mean, there are some major roster issues for this Florida State team. Their last two efforts have been putrid, really bad. bad. Um, But if those guys are in, they're not equal. Like, they're better than Clemson if those guys are in. uh, And the the price is basically that they are equal. So I'm personally staying away because of the roster question marks. And I just, I'm not settled enough on this version, Sands Osborne of Florida State. Uh, And Matt Littlejohn's always a tough place to play. So, Staying away here, but I, I get maybe the the number leaning towards Florida State. Yeah, I don't. I wasn't as repulsed by Florida State's game against Virginia Tech without Osborne and Evans. So you kind of got a preview of what you might expect tonight, just the caliber of team. And like they're deep enough. I just freaking Virginia Tech at eighteen of twenty five from three, like not twelve of twenty five, eighteen of twenty five, yeah. and they were still kind of close for the first thirty minutes. Then it it ballooned at the end. Hatur um, and Padula combined to go 15 nine, of 18. Were like, yeah, like Hatur at 9 of 11. It's like, come on. Wow. But 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 I don't want to say that's all BS luck. Florida State has not defended the three-point line very well this year. Hamilton talked about that at length. Said he has a young team. They're not finding cheaters, not closing out, not following they're, the scout. just not as athletic on the wing anymore. Yeah, their athletes are a little bit watered down from what we're used to, but they're also younger, so they're not playing with the same intelligence that the typical older athletic teams that Hamilton's had previously – all that said, Kai, I'm on Florida State here. I think they're the better team. Um, yeah. Clemson's been off for a while. They apparently got healthier, but I don't buy that. I still think they're banged up, and they're sort of 
um, overpriced still, I think, in the market. Well, I think Florida State's underpriced. They, they've dropped 25 in spots in Kim Palm yes. the last week. I, I don't yeah. think those two games are indicative of who this team is. I mean, last game, they didn't have Mills or Evans. So, what uh, about Leonard Hamilton's yeah. trying to do the whole uh, gamesmanship? He said they're ho- he's hopeful they'll play tonight after saying they were doubtful two days ago. So, who the hell knows? I'm thinking one of those guys plays. Their net and Ken Palm are like at large danger territory right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. They need this game. I, I like their size. Obviously the biggest team in the country and their versatility. Like they should swallow the Clemson guards and they can, they can match up with the inverted bigs with Hall and Tyson going to the perimeter. I think they, they can handle that. Um, BC beat Clemson at home. I, I was like, Oh, little John, tough place to play. Boston college did it. Florida state. You can do it too. You have three ACC road wins. Come on, get back in that tourney picture. Knowles. What do you say? Um, all right, that does it for our rundown. Matt, let's finish off the chat, Mom. What do we got? Fondell asking two questions. We'll uh, we'll start with an AAC one, then we'll pivot to his whack question. Jim, Tulane at Houston. The Wave have been phenomenal, man, but we know that we've been burned too many times trying to get cute, picking the right spot to fade Houston, not doing it this time. I think Houston, or I think Tulane can give him some problems with like some of the zone trappy stuff. Uh, Maybe they can force a turnover from or turnovers from that like thin backcourt. It's basically Shed Edwards and nobody else. And 17 is a lot for a Ron Hunter team. They're very feisty as an underdog. And Houston's played like perfect game after perfect game lately. So I'm leaning towards Tulane, but boy, it is a hold your nose bet. Yeah. I, Kyler Edwards is like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just take over all American. It's just insane what he's done there. Um, and his second one, Kai, we'll get to another whack question after this, which I know we have some interest in. Chicago State at Abilene Christian certainly feels like an AC runaway, but uh, Chicago State continues to impress us. Like every game, it's like, ah, oh, another pretty good effort from Chicago State. Oh, well, another good effort. This, like, just repeat. I think this one's the killer. Um, Abilene has not been crack. good lately against the spread, but travel, you cannot fly direct from Chicago to Abilene. <clears throat> I checked on Google. Did you actually? Uh, nice. So it's at least one stop. Um, flying through Dallas, Fort Worth, and they fly commercial. I've been on a plane with Chicago State before. Um, I, I they're going to turn the ball over a hundred times. Abilene's pressure is ridiculous, and Chicago State's not a big team. Abilene has struggled this year with size, the smallest team in the country. Chicago State's barely bigger than them. I, I think it, it's going to be a problem for Chicago State all around. So I, I think Abilene wins by twenty. I think it was somebody in the chat pointed out that Abilene has not covered like seven straight games. They, they're, yeah. they're they're in a funk. They, they are. This is a good one to get back. Got a little overpriced, I think, to start the year. That's that's my two cents on that. Uh, Domehawk asking about UT Rio Grande Valley hosting Lamar, two teams with just a myriad of injury and personnel question marks. Jim, we like pain, and we are going back to Lamar well again tonight because they got Jordan Adams back. So he's going to carry us to victory, a.k.a. Covertown. Is that right? I, man, I hope so. He was one of the best players in the Ohio Valley like two years ago as a freshman. And he had 18-5-4, a steal and a block in his first game back. He's awesome. He should move the needle for them. But Rio Grande Valley got Achir, the, the shot blocker back. Maybe he is a little bit of a difference maker. I don't know. I, Lamar, it can't be this bad, I don't think. But it is a new coach. So maybe he's just establishing a new era of sucking there. Um, yeah, lean towards Lamar and hate it. Yeah, I mean, Lamar just played Abilene close with Adams in there. That just gave me some evidence that, hey, maybe they actually care and are trying now, unlike yeah. that just abysmal West Coast throwaway trip when they yeah. got This is a winnable game for you, Lamar. You don't have right. any of them. Exactly. So go all in for this game. Yeah. Frustrating. Kai, sorry, let's put our uh, That's okay. Our motion to the side. Let's be objective, uh, pragmatic analysts here on this program. 
Kyle no CM. division one wins this year. Zero. Oh. I have one. Yeah, one of against one team. So bad. Fun bet though, Jim. We're only catching a touchdown too. Um, <laughs> hey, Kai, George Mason slew. Any thoughts on this game? Uh, your boy Kim English against our hometown uh, Billikens? Question mark. Um, gosh. Contrasting styles is what Spread I see. feels right. Who wins? That's the question. Who wins? Yep. I'm kind of leaning Mason at home. Kim English has this big energy, this big game vibe that I think he gets this this team pumped up for this one. Yeah, I think this one flipped from Slew favorite to George Mason favorite. Somebody asked about that in the chat. Uh, it was a little surprising to me. Slew's, Slew's feisty, but they're like maybe the third best at-large candidate. We're going to talk about this on our pod today, fellas, but they're, they're actually in that mix. And if they get this one, that would be a big win for them. Eileen Mason, I've been very impressed with how I've been playing post-COVID. I know the George Washington game was sort of a stinker, but um, you take it they, back yeah. to the Kansas game. They, they didn't they have a Duro in the George Washington. They never Duro, which is that's he is their everything, in my opinion. They play four out around him, and he is unstoppable one-on-one on the block. He's been that good this season. Kai, Matthew Akers got two questions. First off, SoCon tilt. This is apparently a rivalry. I did not know that. Please correct me if I'm wrong, chat mob. Samford hosting Chattanooga. It's only a two-and-a-half-hour drive, I believe. Um, from Tennessee down to Alabama, Buckyball versus a dominant Nougat team. What do you see? Um, I worry about Sanford here. Um, I don't want to fade Nougat. I'm with you. I'm with you. Is, is Jermaine Marshall back? In He's back. He came back last game. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to fade Chattanooga. But no, thanks. There's better things I was Sanford tempted me. I was very temp- tempted, tempered, tempted, tempted by Sanford. Jim, Arkansas, Georgia is Acres' other question. I like Georgia because... I like Tom Crean, I guess, and I like betting on shit teams. Thoughts? Uh, I like Arkansas because they're not a shit team, and they've been rolling since they kind of adjusted the lineup. Chris Likes is a nobody now. Like, he barely plays, and their fans are thrilled about it. Um, I I think the Razorbacks are are better, but road favorite Razorbacks is a little bit nervy. Agree. (laughs) Kai, are you okay? (laughs) Shit. Hi guys, Peter North here, old adult film star. Wife and I love the content. Thanks, Peter North. <laughs> just, his, his name is Good Looking Honky. All right, perfect. Oh, that's phenomenal. Okay, we just attract such a diverse, right. just so many demographics. This 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 show hits. Okay, uh, back to the uh, the Thank outline you. here of chat mob questions. I'm going right to you here. I'm gonna put you right yes, in the please. spot. Preston Trout, Wake Forest, land twelve and a half to the Fighting Jeff Capels in Pittsburgh, a team that was sort of like, hey, we're feisty again, and then. Then recently, it's like, oh, no, you're still pit, and that program seems uh, like it's it's white flag wave time. N- nothing Thoughts? on the side here, Matthew, but I like the over. I like the over because Ethel Horton, third game back. Uh, both games with him in the lineup should have gone over. They missed the hook by one against Boston College. Nice shooter. Demari, Demari Monsanto for Wake. Four straight overs with him in the lineup. So you got two impact Ooh. players affecting overs in this game, um, and, and Pitt's been playing a little bit faster, I think, as well. Uh, Wake's been playing faster. Pardon me. So I, I like the over here um, out of anything. Okay, great breakdown despite the uh, the comedic adversity yeah. you're facing there. Thumbs up, um, high heel. Jim, A.J. Donaldson asked on Indiana State versus Drake, are the Bulldogs off and running after that big win over, over Loyola, or are they a ripe fade in a sort of letdown sleepy spot here? I kind of lean towards the fade. Um, the market's bet Drake, though, so I'm, I'm certainly against them. Uh, and I've been wanting to bet Indiana State healthy for a while. There's a chance Cooper Neese is back. And with him back in the lineup, I think that is really huge for their offensive potency. And like you said, Drake off that Loyola effort. But 
I am uh, I'm staying away here because I just it's too short. I was expecting to get like five to six points, and that's not not getting that. Right, I need you to stop laughing. Sorry. I'm gonna close the chat by myself because I've officially <laughs> lost it, and all professionalism has been thrown out the window. Jesus. Let's continue cruising here, Jim. Uh, Great. Yeah, I guess Kai, just thrown to me because Kai can't speak. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> no, Kai, you're toast. I'll get you in two more questions. Jim Graham asking about Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech. He says, I don't like VT as a big favorite, and I tend to agree, but I especially don't like Georgia Tech regardless. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't really I don't really love Georgia Tech either. Georgia Tech, not a team that can overwhelm uh, Virginia Tech with athleticism. I feel like I've said that a million times on the show this year. Like either they're super athletic or they're not, and that's kind of what matters for Virginia Tech's opponents. They're not going to shoot 15 of 22 from deep again, so you know you, you can't expect such a scorching game from the Hokies. But, yeah, it's a stay away from me in terms of side. Hi, hot diggity dog asking about VMI, UNC, Greensboro. I almost yes. took Greeny. Yeah, um, so but, did I. But I was pretty sick and disgusted with their effort at Wofford. The offense just really has no identity right now. Like the Langleys think they can dominate and just dribble all over the place like two Tasmanian devils out there. But still too- sort of searching for a DNA under new coach Mike Jones. They're too Jekyll and Hyde for me. Um, they're they're hot and they're cold. They're Katy Perry sings a song. Yes and they're no, yeah. They're yes, yes and they're no. Right. And VMI is not bad. Uh, yeah. So that's a short, long way of saying I don't know in this game. I lean towards Greensboro, but I, I'm scared of VMI. Jim Coppin State, Delaware State. Little deep cut or extra board request here. I guess I like the over. I feel like I like the overs in a lot of these Miac. Swack games, honestly. Well, Miak especially not Swack. Coppin State's tempo change from non-league play to league play is massive. They are sprinting up and down the court because they were playing that horrendous schedule. The non-con. Kevin Sweeney wrote it up for Sports Illustrated how horrendous of a gauntlet it was. Now that they're actually in league play, it's like 80 possessions every single game. So have to lean towards over. And they're playing relatively, let's just say, more undisciplined teams. Teams more willing to play a frenetic type of game as opposed to some of the bigger conference teams they played. Yeah, unfortunately, Delaware so, yeah. State's offense is so horrible. You might not get there, but the, the possession count will be there. The pace will should carry you, right? And pace is the more important component when we're talking about tolls. Isn't that right, Kai? Kai, isn't that right? No, yeah, that's right. He nods his head correctly. Uh, last at the buzzer, Stephen Mertz coming in with a Navy question. Minus six in a revenge spot, Jim. I know you won't be attending or enrolling. In oh, yeah, the it's Navy, a shame. But, uh, kind of it is that. a shame. I know. I was too. Yeah, not that no, I want no. you to war. I just, I'm. Yeah, it would have been fun story. No, no Navy for me. Yeah, it would have been a good storyline for me, me doing best bets from a ship or a submarine of some sort. Um, yeah, no, I, I kind of lean towards Navy here. I think the adjustments that they will likely make, the tweaks, uh, they, I think Lehigh kind of almost surprised them with the new lineup that they've been rolling out. They've been really effective uh, with kind of the, the adjustment that they made, the point guard spot, but I think Navy gets them in revenge. Uh, Kai, we didn't talk about Xavier Butler, Danny Harold asking about it, specifically the over, which I felt was an interesting read. I like Butler. It's been bet down a little bit on the side. I would still take it 11 and a half, though. Too yeah. low for you? Uh, yeah, I respect the Centas center too much here. Um, so I'm, I'm staying away. Butler's getting better, I do think. I do think they're getting yeah. improving, but still not interested in taking them on the road against Xavier. Yeah, Xavier just had that big run at Creighton. I'm worried that their yep. confidence is buoyed and they're going to yeah. come out angry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. No take on the total there. Uh, more of a stronger oh, side yeah, take. Sorry. Um, Don't know. Looking, scrolling through here, if I missed any, I think I missed a few extras. I, I want to kind of circle back to those quickly. We have time, don't we? Yeah, we do. 
Uh, did we talk about? Yeah, we did. Oh my god! I'm we just have some mats in charge. We miss me. Well, go to I, best the problem is I'm trying to skip just go over to this. Bets. Just like we're just going to best bets. Thread here. Yeah, best bets. It's time, time for best, right, bets. best bets. Hey, we all gave our best bets, so let's remind sure. the folks at home our best bets. Jim, start us off. Uh, yep, I have USC Upstate minus three from the Big South and Nova Marquette the late night game in Milwaukee under one thirty three. Hopefully they're sleepy. Everybody wants to go to bed by that point. Great, Matt, and Matthew. Um. I don't. Do I have to do best bets? My best bets suck. Kai, do yours first. Let's shake it up a little bit. I'm trying You've to already given some your best sort bet, of. I know, but I want to. I want to present them formally last. Okay, okay sure. Uh, yeah, my best bet. Reminder: Mizzou, Florida under. I'm calling it 135, and if it pushes 135, and you want me to take 134 and a half, okay, I'll adjust the record. But I'm going to say 135 because I gave it to the producers for the show. I don't want to change it. Okay, one Mizzou, Florida under. Matthew, Rhode Island minus five. The Rams a team I don't really like that much going on the road. Always a great recipe for confidence in a bet, but I think that line's incredibly too short for a Fordham team that is highly overpriced. Rams minus five is my best bet. Ram on Ram action, Matthew, Rhode Island. That's right. That's it for our show. That's right. You're hosting. Sorry. That's right. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, We are back tomorrow. This is either our best or our worst episode. I don't know which one. And there's no second best. There's no no Uh, We're back tomorrow at 12 central time. Thank you, Brewers. Please hit the like button on the way out. Good luck with your bets today. Good luck watching the glorious basketball we have all day long. See you next time.